All right, People's Choice. What? Beavers. Yeah. Beavers with the tacos. First place, Judge's Choice, Bodacious Barbecue. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are on the road back from a big barbecue festival good time that was to be had in Austin, Texas. That's right. We were at the Houston vs. Austin barbecue throwdown, with, uh, which had some wild card entries, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, it was held at Friends and Allies Brewing in Austin. There were 12 total participants in the throwdown. Um, and if you're not familiar with what the Houston barbecue throwdown has been in the past... Um, each each participant, each barbecue joint that's uh, in the festival comes up with a dish. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, barbecue focused. There should be a smoked meat element should be a prime focus of the dish. And uh, and, and use your creativity. Uh, in past years, people have won with a lot of different influences as far as fusions of other types of cuisine and things like that. And so we saw a lot of that today. But there were some, there were some really good dishes and um, there was uh, it was tough competition. I mean, definitely really tough competition everybody's elevating up their game this this event you know the throwdown that that hou barbecue has been putting on for a few years now has really changed the landscape of how barbecue businesses compete and this is different from a competition barbecue style that you've seen on tv like barbecue pitmasters or any of that you know the the big barbecue competitions that are quote-unquote competition style in that these are barbecue restaurants and they're creating a composed bite that is to, that is judged. So it's kind of like a barbecue festival in that there's normal daily brick and mortar and pop-up businesses there, but they are competing and there's a prize for the winner. Yeah, there's a, a people's choice winner in which anyone that buys a ticket gets a chip that once, once they've tried, hopefully all of the entries, uh, they choose their favorite one and each person or each booth has a box that you can put your little coin into um, so that you know there's a people's choice and then there's a judge's choice for for this as well really big judging panel um, Daniel Vaughn Robert Lerma Matthew Odom there's there's some really well-known people in the barbecue and food world that that judge this event and so we had a uh, we had two winners you know the the people's choice winner was beavers in based in Houston Texas and uh you want to describe that dish, Brian? Yeah, so Beaver's dish was, was very interesting. Uh, it was, it, you know, almost like an empanada or almost like a puffy taco. Um, somebody else described it as a quesadilla. Um, I, and it could be all of those things, I guess you could say. They were house-made tortillas that were, were homemade uh, by Arash himself and then filled with uh, beef rib, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and some of the and three or four different kinds of cheese, um, and some other accoutrements in there as well. And then it was deep fried um, because we love deep fried. Uh, but no, it was deep fried and everything came together really well. The cheese was really melty, which is one of my least favorite words in the world. Uh, but the cheese was very melty. But it, it had that great classic, you know, stringy pull on the cheese, the crunch of the outside texture of the tortilla. And of course, the, you know, the, the fatty, juicy meat on the inside. 
Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a really nice, good fried piece of meaty, cheesy goodness? I mean, it was it was a really smart, sharp idea. Um, the weather today was a little bit chilly, so frying your dish is going to keep it hotter for longer. And that was you saw a couple of people do that, a couple of different participants. And uh, those people were successful today. Uh, not just because it was fried, but I do think that that, that did help in the elements today. Um, and then we had the, the Judge's Choice winner, and that Judge's Choice went to a wild card entry, and that was Bodacious Barbecue in uh, Longview, Texas, and, uh, original location, Moberly Avenue. Uh, of course, if you are familiar with the Texas barbecue world, you, you have hopefully heard of the Bodacious chain and the recent acclaim that Bodacious has gotten as, uh, as Jordan Jackson uh, a few years ago reopened the original location um, it was number four on the texas monthly list it had a lot of acclaim and rightfully so it's one of our favorite spots to go to and uh jordan jackson and brian bingham they they brought the goods today brian yeah, i mean you know very chef influenced dish um and it was it was really great because it's kind of like a carnival item combined with the tex-mex influence and smoked meat i mean that was just a really fun dish we we had the pleasure of being able to help them out. They were a little shorthanded today, um, so we were we were kind of on duty to help them out. But the dish was entirely theirs. Everything was theirs. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun to be able to you know, pitch in and and be able to be part of that. Um, the dish itself uh, just I mean it was just a great bite and it was a great single bite of flavor. Yeah, and to to let everyone know what this dish was um, when Jordan. Jordan actually had messaged us telling us what the dish was, you know, when he, when when they needed help, and we were just like, "What? He's doing what? <laughs> what is this?" And it was it was incredible. So, here here's the dish, and we'll uh, we'll break it down a little bit for you. First, they smoke some 44 Farms beef cheeks. Um, they then take those beef cheeks and they make they stuff them into a jalapeno popper, which if you're not from Texas, maybe you're not familiar with jalapeno poppers. It's a, it's like slivered jalapeno. Um, they stuff it in there. They stuff it with some elotes that they, they charred under mesquite coals. They, they then took that stuffed jalapeno, wrapped it in prosciutto, and uh, as you'll hear Jordan tell you in this upcoming clip, they originally wanted to try it with bacon, but the bacon was too overpowering. So prosciutto is what they decided on. It was uh, Brian Bingham's idea. They, uh, they wrapped it in prosciutto, and they then smoked that. So smoked barbacoa. Jalapeno popper, wrapped in prosciutto, then smoked that. So there's your barbecue element of the dish. But they they continued to take it more steps further. They then took that and made a corn dog with it. So they made a corn dog batter using elotes in the batter. Skewered the jalapeno or the stuffed popper. Uh, that was then dredged and dipped in the batter and fried on site pretty much to order. You know, they would only fry a few ahead of, at a time. And once it was fried, um, they then garnished it. Brian, you want to talk about the garnish a little bit? They garnished it with a crema that also had uh, the brisket rub in with the crema. So you had a, a very, um, you know, kind of mayonnaise-y, fatty, uh, cheese, not cheesy, but milky exterior. Um, and then they sprinkled additional... Uh, brisket rub on top of that then they sprinkled some of uh, the, uh, the crumbled cojita cheese they sprinkled they sprinkled some cilantro and a little lime slice yeah so it's if you've ever had elotes the traditional elotes are you know it's a corn on the cob and then it's it's usually dredged in a crema or a mayo with 
some cilantro and some usually some some sort of chili powder over it and cilantro so it was a traditional elote garnish that they put on top of the corn dog after it was fried and it just i mean it, it looked great it tasted great it was nice and hot on a you know on a cool day and obviously the judges enjoyed it and it won the judges choice and you know again huge congratulations to jordan and brian bodacious team um and we were we were honored that we were able to to just lend a hand helping out um but that that dish uh, you know hundred thousand percent credit to, to the bodacious team um, we were really happy to to see you guys win today and here's a little clip of Jordan and Brian Bingham talking about what went into their dish and talking about their win. We are here at the Houston Austin Barbecue Throwdown. Uh, a lot of great dishes today, a lot of creativity amongst all the different participants. And the uh, the judges' choice, it was an esteemed judges' panel today. Um, we had Daniel Vaughn, barbecue editor at Texas Monthly. Um, Matthew Odom, who's a food writer in uh, Austin. Uh, Paula Forbes, another food writer. Uh, Robert Jacob Lerma, very well-known photographer. And... Uh, I believe the, the president of the, the founder of the Friends and Allies Brewing was also a judge. So a really great judging panel today and the, uh, the judges votes came in and the judges champion was Bodacious Barbecue on Moberly Avenue. Um, also in Gladewater, in Marshall, in all sorts of places, Hallsville, um, the, the legendary Bodacious chain. Um, we're here with Jordan Jackson and Brian Bingham from Bodacious and let's, uh, let's hear about that winning dish. Jordan, we'll start with you. Well, first of all, it was such an honor to get to come down here, but it was even crazier to win. I mean, we made a corn dog, and the way I looked at it when we were writing this dish is I looked at it as like a, a three-chord Buddy Holly song. It's harder to write a three-chord song than it is the progressive rock song. And we um, we read the the judging list of how they're going to judge this pretty well and kind of just really looked at all the aspects and like what can we do to create a dish that emphasizes all these aspects from the smokiness um, how original to Texas it is um, the texture so on and so forth and <clears throat> so our it was a morphing of like 20 different ideas that we had we would come to work and it was like, this is it, this is the one, and we'd try it, and it, it definitely wasn't the one. So one night I had an idea that I thought that a corn dog would be as Texas as you can get because it was Fletcher's was the originator of the corn dog at the state fair, and we go every year and get one because it's just it's it's a staple. I mean, you get to go to where the people invented the corn dog and what better place to eat one. So the aspect of Texas, we we went with the barbacoa and the lotes because it's starting to kind of make a a big push in Texas barbecue. A lot of people are putting it putting it on menus and stuff. So with our partnership with 44 Farms, we went ahead and got some 44 Farms beef cheeks and made a jalapeno popper and we tried it with bacon. Bacon overpowered it, and Brian had the idea to make it with prosciutto so the prosciutto is a lot more mild but it also kept everything encased in the popper so us making it here was the first time we had ever had it we we had it with the bacon we tried it we were eh, we were indifferent about it but brian's idea for the prosciutto i think is what 
helped us conquer this dish for for our own personal um, lockings and um, we added these smoked elements with smoked corn and we also roasted corn over mesquite for the elotes factor and got a little char on it and then we decided to make it look like a piece of street corn and a play on words a Mexican street corn dog just as simple as that it was combining two different elements together and we were very happy with the results and uh, the judges seemed to be and it was it was just a blast getting the fry stuff we don't ever get the fry stuff you want to add anything Brian? Uh, so, so yes uh, this was a, col a collaborative dish you know, Brian's idea for the prosciutto um, like I said, did a really good job of help binding everything together. Gave a nice little salty element to it with the you know with the cured meat. Um, but yeah, bacon as good as bacon is, as much as we all love bacon, it can kind of dominate everything else around it. So so the the prosciutto, you know, really did help to kind of offset that. And then you know the the batter was an elote batter. Is that right, Jordan? It was. Um, it was a. Um more like a state farm we we try or we would try to go not state farm it's a <laughs> like a good neighbor that sounds hideous <laughs> hey jake this one's for you um <laughs> stay fair we started to go for a state fair corn dog approach um because my love for fletcher's corn dogs um so we worked on some recipes and for me the recipes we worked on to me had a little bit too much of a leavener in it and i think that the um the batter was a little too soft and we cut cut back on the uh baking powder so it wouldn't have such a fluffy aspect to it we wanted to uh the cornmeal to s stick out with the frying and i think it actually helps it fry faster too with less leavener because it wants to go through that chemical process of rising and stuff and I think the adding the prosciutto and cutting back on the baking powder is what helped this dish today and it was the first time we had actually eating it or eaten it and um, we're very famous for creating something on the whim and cooking it without ever trying it and um, but it, but it's had a lot of success for you doing that though <laughs> it, we have um, we're not always successful um, but I love the challenge of not knowing I, I like be, to try stuff when people are trying it for the first time I think that's a cool approach because I get to hear their reaction and also have my reaction at the same time because were, were you at all worried about the skewer and people biting into it like a rib bone I think I think as Texans and Americans we have a um, a great knowledge of how to eat a corn dog so I think we're good <laughs> So Brian, the, the the garnish for the street corn dog once it once it's fried, I mean, and you guys are pretty much frying everything to order today, and you have a few out at a time. Uh, what was the garnish for that dish? Uh, so the garnish was a uh, crema that had our brisket rub in it, and then uh, we sprinkled a little bit more of the brisket rub, uh, and then some cotija cheese and uh, cilantro, and then a uh, lime wedge on the side. Nice. So it had kind of a traditional elote garnish as well, like you like you would see a corn on the cob elote, and you know it was really well executed, well received. Obviously, the judges enjoyed it. So congratulations on the win, guys. I mean that was a great win for for Longview for the Bodacious family. Um, now you're gonna have to defend your title next year. I thought about that. Like, how do we 
I'm not saying it was the greatest dish, but it's like, how do you outright a stairway to heaven? Like we, we came in here and did well, but how do we do better next year? And I know we have a lot of time between here and there, but it's going to be hard for us to, um, to outdo that one, I think. Yeah, luckily, luckily, we, like you said, you have a year to, to figure it out, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with. Um, if you guys aren't aware, Bodacious is uh, now reopening Gladewater, and Jordan is getting that location up and running while uh, Brian Bingham is running the Marvelly location and putting out some creative sausages out there and, and just continuing the, the great food that's been served at Marvelly for years. So if you haven't been out to Bodacious yet, you definitely need to get out there. There are obviously multiple locations. Gabe Ritter is doing great things out in Hallsville also. Um, the baby back ribs, everything at Bodacious is just quality. This dish here was awesome today. And so, we, you know, thank you guys for uh, coming out here and kicking ass. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Um, again, all the, en all the entrants, you know, they really brought forth the creativity. They really tried, uh, you know, push, push themselves and try to, you know, think outside the box. And we had a couple of tamales uh, and a couple of different entries. I know uh, Brett's Backyard Barbecue did a tamale. They also had desserts. They had a smoked rhubarb pie and a banana pudding. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the the Tex-Mex influence. It was just undoubtedly visible, uh, you know. And I guess we should stick on that before we get to some of the ones that were on the periphery there. Uh, but yeah, definitely Tex-Mex influence. El Burro and the Bull has always brought some great Tex-Mex flavors. Very true, almost Mex-Mex, more so than Tex-Mex, but really true, honest flavors that came in. Um, there was other dishes that had tortillas of some sort. There was uh, a couple of dishes that had lengua, that had beef tongue. I know um, Evan Leroy, Leroy Lewis and Sawyer Lewis had their dish as well, which had lengua. Um, I know that, and we'll talk about bangers. The bangers had two items, and one of those had lengua in it. Uh, what was one of the other ones? Any of the other ones that really stood out for you? Um, let's see. Gosh, I'm, I'm still trying to process everything that we ate. I mean, we, we didn't, we were working for, you know, probably the first half or so of the, of the festival. So we kind of, we, thank you. Shout out to Terry Osborne, our, our buddy, our road trip hey, buddy, our, our barbecue friend who, uh, was kind enough to, you know, bring us over some of the dishes so we could try some of them because we were afraid that, you know, some of these places would start running out before we get a chance to get over there. So we did get to try think all of them there might have been one that we missed but we, we got to try pretty much everything there today the uh the, was one of the few that wasn't tex-mex influenced but uh tom mickleweight did a beef rib bite with uh with his famous grits and also uh a gorgonzola butter that he made with it and that was that was a great great dish uh i believe tom was uh i, I believe he placed in one or if not both of the categories um, Tom, Tom did well. His dish was well received. You know, Evan and Leroy and Lewis, their their team is just so creative, and um, they did a, a lengua dish. You know, there was just so much good stuff out there today. It's it's great to see. I mean, we you know it, we joke about all the crazy stuff that goes on in barbecue, but this is this is the this is the exact field for that. This is where you go expecting that. And, and what is not expected in Texas barbecue, but it's really coming up, is whole hog. And so Bangers has just started doing whole hog on a normal basis. They have an incredible pit room with some incredible pits made by Backline Fabrication. Um, and they brought some whole hog there in Sam Jones style. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a Jones family, you know, style whole hog with the crispy skin chopped in and, a, you know, a real fine sweet slaw. 
Um, it was good. It was a little different. But they they did add some mustard to the sandwich, which was different than you don't you don't get that in uh, in Jones family in uh, Eastern North Carolina barbecue. There's not mustard, but it was a really good whole hog. Had the privilege of getting to Bangers a lot late last night, so we got to see the new pit room that they've built, which is just unbelievable. Um, just incredible what they're doing out there. We're, we're really excited to to see whole hog become more available in Texas. It's it's nice for people like us to uh, to get to experience a little bit different barbecue. Definitely keep your eyes on Bangers. They're on Rainy Street, and they've been around. They do great sausages. Um, it's kind of a beer hall, German beer hall style place. But as they've started to introduce this whole hog on a normal basis, you know, we mentioned it before, but um, I think once a month, Cadillac Barbecue in Dallas does uh, does a dish, uh, does a whole hog, and Reveille Barbecue is starting to do it a little more often. In Houston, if you haven't heard of Patrick Fegis, which you should have, but uh, Patrick Fegis has done whole hog many times in Houston and continues to do so. Um, if you haven't experienced whole hog, it's not just throwing a hog on a on a spit and turning it around and around over a campfire. That's uh, kind of what I thought whole hog was, to be honest, as we got into this. But um, there's different ways to cook whole hog, but one of our favorites um, is definitely like that where you get the skin crispy. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a good dish and it's different. I mean, it's completely different flavor uh, than beef. It's a different way to cook than beef. Uh, it's just, it's a really good thing. And it's something that's gonna, you're gonna keep seeing, but get out to bangers when you can. Um, try some of theirs really impressed with their dish i think it's going to continue to improve and evolve a little bit um you know but i really liked where they're headed yeah it was just it was a really great day out there we we had so much fun you know helping out bodacious we had fun walking around the festival and we got the opportunity to do that got to see a lot of you know a lot of our friends in barbecue that we don't get to see as often as we like and a lot of people in the barbecue world that you know that we've developed some really fun relationships with um it was great to see Wyatt mcspadden again um it was great to see you know we got to see Terry, of course, hadn't seen Terry in a while. Um, saw Jimmy, so, you know, our hard trip. Uh, it, it was it was great to see all of our all of our buddies. Thank you, of course, to Chris Reed, Michael Fulmer, J.R. Cohen, Anthony Campo Felice, the whole Houston Barbecue team for putting on this event. Uh, Friends and Allies Brewing, you know, it was a nice backdrop for the event. The weather cooperated, which was nice. It was you know a little cool, but not not miserably cold. So we, that was great. We got to enjoy the day. I'm just really looking forward to seeing, you know, it's, you know, it's going to keep getting, I don't want to say weirder, but like people are going to, people are going to have to keep getting more and more creative. I mean, come on, an elote corn dog jalapeno popper. I mean, good Lord, who would have thought of that? Well, Jordan Jackson would have and Brian Bingham would have, but it's, it's going to be amazing to see what comes up over the next couple of years in terms of what you know what the next trends in barbecue are and we'll be talking about that in other episodes but people are going to keep bringing that creativity and we're we're all for it catch them next time keep an eye out uh, there's going to be more houston barbecue festival events um they we will let them make the official announcement uh, but there looks like there's going to be another throwdown coming and so keep an eye out get tickets and make sure you come check them out yeah, and then, of course, the Houston Barbecue Festival will be happening in April. Um, happens in the spring every year, so get your tickets to that. And it's a good opportunity. If you don't get to Houston often, it's a good opportunity to, to eat a lot of Houston barbecue in one one setting. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Again, thank you to Houston Barbecue for putting on the event. Thank you for to, to Aceous for letting us have the opportunity to to lend a helping hand um, it was a thrill for us to to get to see how you guys work and the creativity you bring and to all the entrants you know congratulations on really putting forth 
some creative, serious, effort. serious effort, effort, incredibly creative dishes. Uh, we had we had a blast. We can't wait to see. I mean, that, like we talk about all the time, it's these competitions. You can make great barbecue all the time, and you may just have one dish that didn't hit the mark. And so, keep trying, keep getting after it, and we're uh, we're excited to keep eating it.